This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant is a free-flowing conversation amongst three lifelong wackos that may contain adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull's podcast of SB Nation and What's a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 191, Double Donuts. Yeah. And Pat's not here to enjoy them. Nope. Because he's off working. The guy who made fun of me not less than two months ago for working. Mm Mm-hmm. Working. How you doing? He's working now. Imagine that. It's this thing called karma. It comes around. (laughs) All right, so... Red Bulls had two games we have to talk about because why not have a double week, right? Right, sure. Um, first, they hosted Portland on Sunday night, which was up until late in the game, a kind of boring game, but eventually it was exciting, but still 0-0 draw to end it. Uh, one of the few draws for Red Bulls this season, which is actually kind of surprising. Uh, then they hosted an Orlando team who was traveling to Vancouver right after that game, so they didn't play Kyle Aaron to start. And came out with a 2 nothing victory. Yay! Look at that. An actual win. And they knew how to score goals in that game. The game I didn't go to. Granted, it was off of set pieces, but yeah. There. Whatever. Whatever. I guess all you can hope for is that at least you get goals. It doesn't matter right. how you get them. Nope. So, as we usually do with a double game week, we're not going to do our likes and dislikes for each game because that would probably take too long. So we're going to do a combined like and dislike. So Truman, you can go first. What did you dislike about these two matches? I guess if I had to pick one thing uh, besides lack of scoring in the first game is just Gideon Ba uh, done for the year, done for the season. That's the toughest thing. I mean, the guy just could never stay healthy all season. I mean, played, what, two games before getting hurt, came back, got hurt, and now he's completely done with that uh, tibia fracture, right? Is that what that is, I believe? I forget what it is off the top of my head. I have to look it up. Right, but, you know, just didn't even look like anything. And when he went down, we thought, oh, here we go. Here's the hamstring again. I think that's what everybody thought until, like, a day or two later when you found that it was actual a break and being done for the year. So huge bummer for him, man. Uh, just just when you think you're going to get healthy in that defensive back and Paranel comes back, the poor man had to step in, what, 20 minutes into the game and, and play uh, 70 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's just terrible, right? Cause, yeah. I mean... It's going to sound bad, but at least Parnell's back, so it kind of makes up for it. But it was suppo- once Parnell got back, it was supposed to be him and Bob that was leading this back line. And I don't think we've had a, like a, the same back line in at least like three straight games at all this season. I doubt it. Well, I mean, it doesn't help with all the playing two games every week. You know, makes it almost impossible to play the same back line. But, I mean, just even, like, in, earlier in the year when there wasn't all these games stacked up like this, we were still having the problems and just couldn't get away from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, my dislike is going to be, why the fuck did we get two home games back-to-back like this? I... And why, can't why for the love of God, can't we just get, like, an extended homestay? Because, you know, it's, it's not bad enough that we had to play four on the road. Granted that one of them was the U.S. Open Cup, but, like, can't we just get, like, a little bit of time at home? 
I know. The, the next, you know, they play on Sunday. Oh, yeah, you, your next game's at home. Oh, but it's on Wednesday. Oh, and then you're back on the road again. Granted, it's Philly, but still. like, Right. It, it's a mental thing, like just being able to actually beat home. I know we have a three-game homestand, I think it's October, so at least there's that to look forward to. But Which, I mean, that's when it matters anyway, is at the end of the year. Well, problem is, at that point, are we actually going to be in a position to make a difference, or is it just going to be padding our stats? That's that's the problem. <sighs> They're going to be in it. They're going to be in it one way or the other. No one's running away with this Eastern Conference. I didn't mean like that. I just meant like... Is it going to be like they're fighting for first place, or is it like they're secure in their like four spot and right, right? It's not really going to make a difference because I think three games. I think it'll there's going to be something to play for there. Uh, well, I imagine so. But, I, I mean, even when the Red Bulls won the Shield last year, granted it wasn't on the last week of the season, but like they had, I think it was like a chance to win like the last three weeks or something like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying the games aren't important, but it would be nice to have home games now. Sure. Well, I sure. guess on the I guess on the bright side, you don't have to worry about like ninety something degree heat at home. I guess. As a fan, anyway. <laughs> I mean, walking my car today, it was like ninety ninety. I think my car read ninety two when I got in after work, and it was had to be at least like sixty percent humidity. My God, it was terrible outside. But people were still playing Pokemon. Uh, None's gonna stop them. Nothing. You gotta catch them all. That's right. All right, so let's talk about what we liked from these two games. Mm. Uh, how about that free kick? The the second one. Beautiful. The, the one where Dax played a shield. And honestly, it didn't even matter if he played a shield because the wall wasn't even the right spot. But that was such a beautiful strike by Felipe. Yes, it was. I mean, they had chance after chance after chance on free kicks. And they just kept getting closer and closer. Yeah. And <laughs> they were just inching closer and closer. So it was finally they got as close as they possibly could without it being a penalty kick. <laughs> and scored on it. And, I mean... Great goal, uh, great celebration, and then putting Boz's jersey down on the field was pretty awesome. Yeah, just just all around. Yeah, wonderful. Just wish, wish Felipe could hit him like that more often from outside the box, like in the run of play, but still. Or when he's right in front of the goal, like against Portland. But hey, listen, I take him when I can get him. Well, that was a one-time shot. I'll give him a little bit of a break on that, but still. I mean, yeah. it'd be nice to just you know get some shots off from outside the box. But... Right. Uh, so I guess my like... I really, really, really wanted to go at first with... I thought the defense played a great game on Sunday. I really think they did. They didn't give up too many chances, uh, and and they were good yesterday. But if we're going to talk defense, how can we not talk about the other goal that they scored for his first goal as a Red Bull in MLS and Connor Laid? Wasn't it his first professional goal? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So it wasn't just as simple as, like, first MLS goal. I thought it was, like, his first ever. Yeah, well, you know, first goal. That's all that matters. And it was a cheeky kick. If you look at the, actually look the way he booted that ball into the top corner, it was fancy. You know, way to run up on the play. After the ball bounced around, it came run up, boom, score. Everyone was getting laid. Yeah. What else can you say? So first MLS goal, I think, is what they're calling it. Sure. He might He might have scored somewhere else. I just don't remember it. No, MLS is the only league that exists, right? So, according to MLS, yeah. it's good. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. There's no, other, there's no other pro leagues. Come on. Yeah, never. Um, my, minor just like that I just remembered. Well, mm. it's not, not going to be minor when I rant about it, but <laughs> I really wish the ESPN commentators would just shut the hell off sometimes. Like, they were just going on and on and on about how mediocre of a season Gonzalo Verona is having 
didn't mention the injury problems, didn't mention that, you know, this team wasn't supposed to be playing a 4-2-3-1 with Verone in there. Right. Like, all these little factors, and how Verone was probably the best wing player in that game on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. And they mentioned all these little things to try to sell a narrative that doesn't make any sense, and I wish they would shut the fuck up. Especially, what what's his name? The guy who's doing the color, I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, the, the Spanish guy. It was like uh, pro, it was like super pro Mexico if they ever have an uh, international game. Right, right. I'm glad I was at the game so I didn't have to hear it. Which I did see you on TV, by the way. Of course, because you're behind the goal. So it's gonna. I was happen. very, I was very popular on TV this week. I was very popular. I got on TV. Uh, my tweet got posted on uh, last night's game. You know, well, your tweet got posted. I probably missed it because I was doing something. Yeah. Well, which tweet was this? Uh, I well. Now, I tweeted out uh, after the seventh minute, I said seven minutes in or seventh minute, team already looking better than Sunday. And what they posted was team already looking better than Sunday because this was already in the 13th or 14th minute, something like that. And uh, Kanjiman tried to uh, kind of talk down my tweet, and I was proven to be right, wasn't I? Proven to be right, Kanjiman. <laughs> I was right. They were playing better than Sunday because they won that game. <laughs> Who knew better? Me. I knew better. <laughs> there you go. Um, so predictions from this from these games. Uh, let me bring that up real quick. So on Sunday, Truman, you had two nothing victory. Pat had two one victory. So both of you got it wrong. I called it one one draw. So I get a point for the draw. There you go. I don't get the zeros. Um, and then we all called it a win yesterday. You and I, Truman, two one. Pat one nothing. And I'm kicking myself on not taking two nothing because I had thought about it, but I waffled and I was like, no, I'm. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think a shutout's going to happen. I, I feel like you got to keep running that because at some point some team's going to score Red Bull Arena, right? That's like the whole thought process. Is like, well, they can't just keep shutting teams out, but it seems like for the past couple months when they're actually home, they're shutting teams out. Yeah, they're they're at a club record, I think, for home scoreless streak. I think it's like over 500 minutes now. Yeah. So you just you just feel like well eventually someone's got to score right someone it's gonna happen and you you figured a midweek match right like it was just well I'll tell, I mean Orlando could have scored but Robles made an unbelievable kick save oh absolutely unbelievable kick save I think we have to mention that what what a play that was we have we do well, I don't know how we haven't mentioned it yet actually but yeah yeah that was very impressive reaction goalie kick goalie or hockey goalie style kick save oh yeah absolutely great play. And, and while we're on the topic really quick of Verone, he had a great opportunity too, and it shows when he's playing more of a natural spot of them putting the ball up to him and him just turning on the Jets. Yeah, and and I think the reason he didn't score was partly because of Rust. I mean, he hasn't been getting regular playing minutes. If, I think if he's a regular starter or just regular minutes, he probably takes that shot a second sooner instead of letting it settle and then right. allowing the angle to get closed down. And that's really what caused the save was just Verone let it take that extra bounce and he just didn't have an angle when it got around to him. At least he left some damage. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bendit got a, a pretty good face full of cleat, didn't he? Yeah. And I will say, you know, again about Verone, it's been bash Verone week, apparently. I mean, everybody's just been killing him, but blogs, shows, people, mess sports, whatever, but I still have a lot of faith in the guy and I think you're right. I mean, he doesn't play regularly. It's hard to get any kind of chemistry going with your team when you're not on the field in a game a lot. And uh, I think 
the real Verone kind of showed up last night, uh, played well. And, you know, it's just a bad spot for him. He's he's not he's just not that outside guy. He's the run-up-and-try-to-score guy. He wasn't supposed to be. He was, he was, if I remember correctly, in the 4-2-2-2, he was supposed to play sort of behind BWP and be more of a playmaker. Not uh, not winger, just general playmaker. Right. And unfortunately, you know, I think it's gotten to the point in the season where Marsh is like, well, we need points. I'm going to stick with what got me to the playoffs last year because I know it works. And I'm not saying it's not a valid thought process because, you know, just on a new contract, you want to look good and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure even if, you know, playoffs have, have to be the absolute minimum. But at some point, you know, somebody's going to say, well, how come you aren't doing anything? So I could see why Marsh would do make that kind of decision if that is what he's thinking. I don't. That, that's just speculation on my part. But right. I mean, when you're playing him out of position in terms of what you were training for all preseason, of course it's going to affect him, regardless of whether or not he's getting regular play minutes. I mean, and then on top of that, throw the, the fact he's not playing a lot, he can't even get adjusted to the role. So. Yeah, like I said, I I still think the guy can be good. I think given the chance, given more minutes, more starting minutes. Hey, if he busts out, then then he busts out. But I just, I don't I don't think anyone's seen really enough of him. I per, that's my opinion. I know other people have completely different opinions, but I don't think we've seen enough of him play. Yeah, that's that's what I think it is. It's oh, I think it's a combination of not enough playing time and being brought here to do something in particular, and he isn't being used in that role at the moment. Right. You know, maybe next year if he's more healthy, you might see a better season out of him. And plus, you always have to factor in just you know. Statistically, it is not good for internationals, especially uh, designated player internationals, to come over to MLS and just start performing right away. I mean, he came over in the middle of last year, didn't play at all, didn't really play at all because he wasn't a starter in the beginning of the year. And then you would expect him to have a rocky start at the beginning of this year, just like Henri and Cahill and all those guys did. And you throw injuries on top of all that, of course it's going to be a problem. Right. Oh, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of factors. I'm not, I, I don't buy into the he's mediocre and they should get rid of him. I, I've seen plenty of comments on what's Metro where they're like, get rid of him. And I'm like, why? He's not a bad player. Right. Who are you getting in the replace of him? Yeah. I mean, maybe this, this guy that presumably they're going to get when they got rid of Lloyd Sam, but yeah, Mr. Question Mark. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Cause we, so we, no guests today. Yes. Cause we no don't want to talk to anyone from Philly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. It, well, maybe, so, maybe next time. You, you, I think you mean Chester. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's not even Philly. But I don't want to talk to anyone from Philly anyway. Fair enough. But Rich isn't from Philly, so that's okay. But still, sorry. But he supports Philly. Yeah. And the Bethlehem Steel, boo. Ugh. Sorry. I throw that in there. Which, by the way, now I just thought of this. At the Open Cup game, there was a sign in uh, the River End, I think is what they call it, mm-hmm. where they're like, where it was about. Bethlehem Steel and they call it like a Pennsylvania original. I'm like, you aren't the fucking Bethlehem Steel. I mean, you don't want me even, to even the new. I know you are, but even the new team isn't. No, it's like, do they just? What is it about us just like ignoring history of anything? It, well, it's it's teams that like just like to steal history. Part part in the pun, but I mean they did it before the Bethlehem Steel showed up. They're wearing th- alternate jerseys to pretending to be the Bethlehem Steel. Whatever. Team sucks. Can't play in the Open Cup, so... Yeah. Alright, so... Red Bulls are traveling down to Philadelphia on Sunday, July 17th. Traveling to Chester. 
Sorry, Chester. You're right. <laughs> I I just made the comment and I do yep. that right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, game is 7 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports One. So national game. I'm pretty sure it'll be a good contingent of Red Bull fans going. It usually does when they head down to that stadium by the river that somehow hasn't been flooded yet. Uh, so predictions. Pat has not given us his prediction as of this moment. So at some point we'll tweet it out or something like that. Um, so Truman, what do you think will happen on Sunday? Well, everybody, it's time to be a realist here. Take the weekend off. I think the Red Bulls going to lose this game. And I only say that because they haven't had great success recently there. They just had bad a bad game in the Open Cup there. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't see it. We all know who we're playing at home the week after. I just I don't I don't like the feel of this game. I really don't. They got a high playing on Wednesday. Uh, the good thing is that Sasha will clearly be starting, and he didn't have to play at all last night, which is great. He didn't have to come in for any time whatsoever. With them leading two nothing. But he'll, That's because he, of Sean Davis. Yeah, super Sean Davis. <laughs> um, I just I just get that feeling they're going to lose this game, and I I feel they're going to get shut out to nothing. That I do, I could just smell it in that stinky part of the Delaware that it's going to be a crappy game. I don't know. I I really really hope I'm wrong, but there's no Thierry Henry to score like nine times on him. So yuck, yuck, two nothing loss. Last time the Red Bulls played a summer game. At Philly, three-one victory last year. Now, yeah. saying it, new season, different although, season. Although, Look at where how Philly's playing this year. I was in the press box for that game, and I'm not going to be this time. So there's that too. I, I, I don't know the way Philly's playing this year. That's not the same team from last year. Well, that's Just true. Not nah, playing really, playing really well. They're uh, are they still in first place? I think so. That's a right. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they're definitely above the Red Bulls. So hey, prove me wrong. That's all I ask. Prove me wrong, Red Bulls. I hope uh, I am wrong. So Philly is actually in second behind the other team. Oh, losers. Well, we'll fix that next week. Yeah. We'll fix their wagons. You know what's sad? Uh, so NYC, short, or, or quick deviations. The top five in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read the goal difference going from five to one. Toronto FC, zero. Montreal Impact, three. New York Red Bulls, five. Philadelphia Union, six. New York City, minus three. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Oh, that's right. Still lingering effects. They actually given up the most goals in the Eastern Conference. Wow. Uh, scratch that, the whole league. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, quick deviation. Well, I think they just lost, uh, was it 3-0 to Kansas City or 3-1? In KC. Whichever way, the, wins, or the loss is good for us. Right. All right, so my prediction... I was going to say a win, but I talked myself out of it. I don't think it's going to be a loss, though. I'm going to go 1-1 draw. I think it's going to be a, a kind of the kind of game you saw in the U.S. Open Cup, but without the bad giveaway like for the five minutes straight. Uh, it's going to be kind of a brutal game. I think Philly's going to... Not necessarily going to sit back, but they're going to be a lot more physical than teams have been against the Red Bulls when they're actually pushing forward. Um, and of course, you know... It's their their home game, and it's the first time they're playing in MLS this year. So of course it's going to be a little extra, especially after beating us in the Open Cup. They're going to want to you know prove that it wasn't a fluke. So uh, I think one one draw, and I think that this would honestly be a very good road draw for the Red Bulls. Um, 
to not lose ground to a team above you in the standings at any point in the year is always a good thing. Yes, for sure. Especially when that team has a game in hand on you. Well, we got to hope is that the team uh, on Wednesday shows up and not the team on Sunday. Yeah. Well, that's or the up team to, the week before that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll see how all that works out on Sunday. Uh, so next up, Truman, Sky Blue. How they doing? Yeah, they won. So one team won last weekend. They beat the Houston Dash uh, 1-0 at home. So finally, you know, someone got this. There's, we're shutting teams out left and right here this weekend, apparently. Just all these, just tons of donuts. Just pile the donuts on. Uh, so, yeah, good win. They will play Sunday in Boston at uh, 5 o'clock. So choose your road trip or sit at home and watch both because you can do that. Uh, Sky Blue plays at 5, Red Bulls at 7 o'clock. So. And WSL is on YouTube. Right, so you could, that's that's four hours of soccer right there in your face. If you're going to stay home, like, I probably will, unless someone wants to trick me into going to the Chester this weekend. Uh, I don't know about that. but uh, If I wasn't already in New Jersey for family thing, I might have gone to Philly. Yeah, it's a consideration, but do I really want to drive down the PA Turnpike? I really don't. The PA Turnpike sucks, by the it, way. It's, it's the worst. It's the absolute worst. So uh, someone come pick me up. And I'll give you a dollar for gas. Just a dollar. That's it. One buck. Which is more than the city of Chester deserves anyway. Yeah, they didn't deserve our money. Well, really, you want to get gas in New Jersey because it's cheaper, and then you drive down there. Which, it may not be for much longer. No, no, don't worry about that gas tax. They nixed that. Oh, they did? Yeah, people got all pissy about it. No surprise, <laughs> I would too. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping to actually have cheaper gas where I live. No. Oh, well. Just to fill up on those car rides home, that's all. Yep. It's the thing to do. Um, so time for the dumping ground? Yes. So one of the big things this week, the New York Times or New York Times Magazine, I don't know which it is, had an article about supporter culture on soccer, especially the Seattle Sounders, <laughs> and how MLS is racist because yeah. there's no Latino fans. No. And we're Eurocentric. Yeah. And all this other great stuff. I'm not going to give the guy... I'm not going to say the guy's name because he doesn't deserve any fucking credit because that was a fucking terrible article. I, I mean, I, I know that I'm preaching to the choir when I say this, but seriously, like, there's apparently, like, they spent a two hours talking to uh, this one woman who's a supporter in Seattle and then used none of it. <laughs> they went to, they went to, story, they went to a game and said that the uh, Emerald, City, Emerald City supporters, is that what it is? Yep. Had, like, no Latino influence, although there were... I think some of the leaders of ECS are Latin. Like it's like it, how like hard do you have to look to really find this stuff? Like, and so Tim Hall had a response, which was pretty good. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Sam Dunn at Hudson River blue had a good response. And I think Tim was the one that pointed out. It's like, you have two clubs in your backyard and yet you've never went to either of them for this piece. Right. I mean, as stupid as that. Like it's it's I think it's obvious I think it's a hit job honestly. It's like this guy's like I feel uppity. I want to yell about something. I'm going to yell about soccer. I'm going to yell because I because Grantland, the side I used to write for, is no longer there. I bet he loves the Yankees. And I'm not offending Yankee fans. That's not that's not to insult Yankee fans. I'm just saying he sounds like some old baseball guy that's like I like baseball and I don't like this sport in in my stadium. So I'm going to badmouth the sport. That's what it sounds like to me. Plus. 
he he spends a, a paragraph talking about a book written about English fans. Where are we again? Oh yeah, we all remember what happened in the seventies and eighties. But you know what? Uh, things things have gotten better. Things have gotten better, and we're not in England. What do you What do you want, man? Yeah, a lot of people did racist chants in Europe. That that still happens. Where are we again? You know what happens if you do a racist chant here? You get your ass whooped. And then, and this is the the best part, which I just realized. He talks about the influence of Latins that should be there. Mm. What is the Mexican Federation possibly going to receive sanctions over? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And listen, I'm not saying, and, and I want to make sure, <laughs> make sure this is perfectly clear. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any influence for by anybody that's. If you're a fan of the sport and you're in a supporters club, you should have influence on that club. But every single civilization on Earth has bad elements. So you're, if you're going to make blanket statements, you might want to take into account what those bad elements are before you make those statements. Yeah. I like how he goes, um, these fans use Tifo, which is an Italian word. Oh, good. You, look, you looked online to find out what that word was. Oh. Good quick, job, buddy. Quick side note on this. So... For those that don't know, this website called Reddit, which is basically like, if you find something you want to share with people anonymously, just put it there, basically, and everybody comments on it. But anyway, so like there was some I, some like college thing that happened like at some college basketball game that students all did, some organized thing. And I pointed out that TIFO was a word specifically about an organized show of support. And the guy goes, oh, you know, why? Because they called a flash mob. The people are sitting there in the stands. You can't have a flash mob without people leaving. <laughs> it's a TIFO. And the guy's like, no, it's a flash mob. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. That's just annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> like, I, I correctly point out a definition of the word, and people are like, no, you're wrong. Even Don Garber bashed this article. Well, I mean, Seattle, Seattle for the soccer, right? So. Right. He has to come on the <laughs> his other favorite team. His West Coast favorite team, but still, what a pile of junk. Yeah, but it is kind of telling when Don Garber is the one coming out to support the supporters. Yeah. It's just kind of funny. Uh, anything else do you have for Dummy Ground? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, I took a friend to their first game, so they had a good time, even though uh, that was the Portland game and no one scored. So people who aren't really into soccer can still come out and have a good time. Just saying. Just saying, you know, there's those people out there who want to bitch and moan about the sport and that it's boring. People are coming out for the first time and still still having fun. Oh, Tyler Adams selected to the 2016 homegrown team. Ooh, all right. Oh, yeah, I guess we should mention that, uh, what, no Red Bulls got picked for the MLS team, but who cares? Yeah, it just means this player's not getting hurt. Right, exactly. So I'm perfectly fine with that. Like Matt's on the All-Star team. Two of them got hurt before the game, and two didn't play during the game, so I'm all good with that. Uh, so I think that's it. I don't have anything else. It's been, it's been kind of a, a little hectic week for me, so I haven't really been paying attention to much of the news. Well, you know I only got one thing left. Uh, of course you do, so go ahead. Well, terrible team of the week. Uh, we could have gone with uh, DC losing to Philly 3 nothing, and maybe that's our side terrible team. But last night... First place, FC Dallas got annihilated by Seattle, 5 nothing. I mean, annihilated. That, I, I really thought it was going to be like another 7 nothing game. They got absolutely housed by a team not in the playoff picture, and you're in first place. 
kind of a pimp slap right there. Not not looking good, very good for a first place team, and that's why no one really pays attention to FC Dallas. You know, they were involved last week when they beat up Orlando and got Orlando's coach fired, and then they turn around and, and pull this nonsense off. So, oh Dallas, embarrassing. But I guess at least you're still in first place, so that's something. Could make a joke about, you know, the standings in the Eastern First Western Conference, but. Or, or, or we can say they're football shite all day and night, deep in the heart of Texas. We can say that, too. Well, I mean, the, what the school district there is putting money in to make it, or to continue to use it as a football stadium, so. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. So let's wrap this one up. You can, visit, you can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash red bull rant and throwing a few bucks our way. You can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329 and leave us a voicemail. Tommy, where you at, Tommy? Seriously, Tommy, come on. Dude, where, where have you been? Um, you can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash redbullrant, on Twitter at redbullrant for the show, at docthestooge for myself, at pmacd82 for Pat, at the Truman. For Truman, subscribe to Radio via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, basically anywhere that you can find podcasts. And our feed is located at SoundCloud.com/slash Red Hyphen Bull Hyphen Rant. Uh, Truman, last words before we get out of here? Yeah, go follow at Forzalucha, our wrestling charity show. I'm going to keep talking about. Which uh, is that again? What? When is that again? Eight thirteen, August thirteenth, one o'clock, Real Lounge. Uh, go visit our Twitter. We have a really cool video that uh, Pat and I just worked on, and we posted up Monday night. So go check that out. Uh, go outside and go catch all those Pokemon. Just watch your ass. And, uh, hey, Red Bulls, I don't think you're going to do it, but why don't you go out and uh, get a win there? All right, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode number 191. Woo! That's my troop number. Yeah! What up, troop? can't believe we're almost at 200. Crazy. So for Truman and myself, this has been episode 191 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out.